The Laura Loves Yoga podcast is about taking our yoga off the mat and into our day-to-day life. As well as sharing lessons from yoga, I'll be shining a light on special guests who care about holistic health and wellness, talking to entrepreneurs who have started businesses that align with their hearts. Join me, be part of this community of like-minded souls. Let's dive in. So today's guest is intuitive artist, Cassandra Gilmonovich, who runs her own business, Sensitive Soul Fine Arts. Um, I read about Cassandra on an online holistic health magazine, and I just had to reach out because one of your offerings was energy portraits. And I just thought that sounded amazing. And it was something I knew I wanted to experience. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. But um, first things first, welcome. Lovely to have you here. (laughs) So pleased you could join me. Um, Last weekend was Easter weekend and me and my daughter had our paints out. We were in the garden and we were painting our eggs. And it reminded me, thought, oh God, I love art. I love being creative and I just don't do it enough and we just had so much fun and it kind of reignited something inside of me and I thought oh you get completely (laughs) absorbed in it can't you I thought I need to do more of this but of course you've you've made um this your entire life so I'm guessing you've always had this creative side since you're young am I right yes I have always been drawn to the more creative things just in life um, from poetry to drawing silly cartoons when I was little and as I got older I just um, had a few experiences that led me to start my business Um, so I can dive more into that yeah let's definitely do that because you have a very intuitive side that I've mentioned and everyone does but not all of us are kind of attuned to it and it's definitely something that I've been developing a lot more recently because of my coach training and um, I've kind of discovered I suppose that I have more of an inner knowing I think that's called clear cognizance so it got me thinking where your intuition comes from and and so maybe we could talk a bit about that as well just I'll hand over to you and let you (laughs) yes uh so I've been very intuitive since I was young um it started off with uh, a lot of dream premonitions growing up um and so I didn't always know you know when I woke up from a dream if something was going to be true or what I was even dreaming about until um you know, it just started happening more often. And I just kind of developed from there. And I could sometimes sense things from people very easily. That's more like a clairsentience where you can just feel it. Um, You know, sometimes I could even randomly have like a stomach pain and the person next to me would be like feeling sick. And I just sometimes could feel it myself. Um, So there's been these little things throughout my life where I've realized, um, you know, there's something more to this and a little bit more on that intuitive side. And for my business, I decided to pursue that from more of a grieving place, to be honest. Um, I lost my mom in 2017 and I was very close to her. So this was a big, big shift in my life. And I decided to take a trip to Japan and I went by myself for two weeks and just thought, 
I don't know what I'm looking for, but maybe something will happen. I just need this time away to, you know, discover myself and where I'm at with my grieving. And I had a lot of fun on that trip, but I also explored a lot of temples and met really amazing people and found more of that spiritual side. And I had these few moments when I was there where I just felt my mom's presence, like she was with me, where it was just overwhelming, where I would start crying because I felt like, wow, I haven't felt this since she passed away. And that was kind of like an awakening for me, like she's still with me and I want to do something that I'm passionate about. And I came back from that trip and said, I'm quitting my job. I'm going to start an art business. And uh, I've always done art from a young age, as we talked about, and I studied it in college as well. And my mom would always frame any type of art project I would bring home or show her. And she was so supportive in that area. And it's a place where I just feel good about myself and art's been a healing outlet for me. So I decided to pursue it professionally. And that's where Sensitive Soul Fine Arts came about. So I feel like the name speaks to me as a person as well. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I'm so interested that you mentioned Japan because that, I don't know why, but that is somewhere that's at the top of my bucket list I've always wanted to go to Japan for such a long time I don't know I don't know why it's just (laughs) yeah and you're also a very talented photographer because I've seen on your website that you've got some stunning photography from there also so thank you yes I definitely um I've always had a passion for photography as well and my you know film cameras my film um, black and white classes in high school and just yeah. developing you know into the digital world and yeah, um, just gorgeous stuff and um, how interesting as well you were talking about your passion because just yesterday I was posting on social media um, about someone had asked what's your passion project and I, yeah. and I and I was like I realized that it's, it sounds a bit odd but I, myself I love yes. learning about human behavior and I thought I'm just, I've been studying myself and why I'm the way I am and learning all about all the nuances of me and so that I can help other people so um, yeah I think that's beautiful though it's just a coincidence that I keep hearing words are coming out that are, are so coincidental someone says a word and I have been thinking about that purpose <laughs> and passion and creativity so yeah wonderful well, let's get on to how you began to do your energy portraits. So I know you told me a story about this. Um, so let's get into that, how they came about. Yes. Yeah, so uh, with energy portraits, um, I so for my business, I would make prints of my artwork and photography and I go to different art shows or farmers markets to sell my art. And I realized that some people were resonating with my art on a on a deeper level, like something that was moving them just a bit more than, you know, appreciating art or just loving art or my style. And one woman looked at one of my paintings and she said, she got very emotional and said, oh my gosh, like the scars that you, uh, or the lines that you put on that woman's back are the same spots I have scars on my back from different surgeries I've had in the past. And she just felt like, like, this is me, like, wow, like, and it was 
so beautiful for her to share that with me and be vulnerable mm-hmm. in that way. And I just, that, that just had a really huge impact on me. And I thought that that's, that's quite a deep connection there, you know? And I started thinking, well, instead of waiting for someone like that to find my art, what if I paint while the person is in front of me and just see what comes to me then? And that's when the energy portraits started to develop. I uh, was offered to join um, a friend's meditation group and just freely paint as they meditated. And I realized when I was focusing on each one, each individual in particular, there was three of them, that certain things started to come to me and I started to see different imagery. Um, One woman in particular, I saw two colors that kept clashing into each other and then they would separate and then come into each other again and this energetic piece I was picking up on was like try like her and someone else were trying to make something work but they had their differences but there was love there so that's why they kept coming back to each other and I told this to her after you know I painted um, in an abstract way with my hands I'm a finger painter Um, I painted this and told her about it and she was just uh, shocked. She said that that exactly describes a relationship with her and her son and that she had just been telling the other friends there before I got there about that and how they butt heads all the time, but they love each other, but it gets really frustrating because they just keep butting heads and not seeing eye to eye on things, but they always find a way to come back to each other to make it work. And it just, that piece of the painting just completely summed up what she was going through and then it just started, you know, trickling from there and started doing them for more people and realizing what I painted really resonated um, with people on a different level or a subconscious level. And I found a real calling with that. When yeah. it happened. It's just beautiful though, isn't it? I mean, it's something so deeply personal and I guess it just takes one person to connect and experience it and they're going to be your cheerleader they're going to be like you've got to experience this it's just amazing <laughs> and she really got me and so your customer base must be a lot of word of mouth I would yes. imagine yes um it is a I don't find many people who do what I do so even when I explain it sometimes it's hard for it to fully set in for people. Yeah. Um, so word of mouth is definitely something that really helps me so people can speak from their own experience. And Yeah, and you, you said that you paint with your fingers, which is just beautiful. And I'm a person that works with energy as well. And I'm guessing that's perhaps, well, you correct me if I'm wrong, but you get a sensation in your fingertips, perhaps, yes. is, is that it just feels the natural way to go about it? Yes, so usually that tingling sensation happens Mm -hmm. in my fingertips when I'm starting to connect with that person and which is why I love to paint with my hands because then I just take that in and then put it right into the canvas and then when the person keeps it afterwards that energy is stored in that canvas as well. Gorgeous, yeah, so let's get into the process because I've gone through this of course, I've got my (laughs) painting here, not that anyone listening can see it but just to remind you remember mine I love it yes I do (laughs) just fabulous so if we talk about what's involved because of course I'm in Scotland you're in the states how does this work so you want to explain to uh, listeners how you go about this yes so it's a little bit of a different process with 
depending on if you're in person with me or if you are abroad and we're doing it virtually. So I'll dive into what it's like to do it virtually just because that's more yeah. my experience. So um, for this experience, I start to paint, but not with, um, you know, not with Laura on camera. Like I'll tell her, you know, you can meditate, you can run errands, you can do work, you can eat dinner, you know, whatever it is you need to do. Um, you don't need to sit with me while I'm painting. Um, so on my end, I'm really focusing on raising my vibration and channeling Laura. I usually have a photo of her open so I can see her face and kind of say her name, where she's from, and just, this is where my focus is. Don't let anyone else come into this session. This is just meant for her. And as we, as I get started, I, you know, I reach my hands out um, towards her photograph. This is just something that's part of my process to help channel her energy. And then I start to see a lot of different imagery in my mind come through. And, you know, sometimes I'll get words to accompany that imagery to give more meaning as to the direction the imagery is about. Um, and then I start to paint that with my hands. So when I say imagery, I say, you know, certain um, symbols and certain color stories. So when we first got started, I saw a bee appear actually for hers. And that was one of the first things that came through. And, you know, when we talked about it, we dived into, you know, the kind of spirit animal of a honeybee or a worker bee or a queen bee, you know, these different aspects. Um, I also saw uh, imagery of a beautiful lotus flower come through and it was in this very serene like pond and then I remember seeing another um, flower out in the distance and it felt like this was something um, to attain or a goal or a person to reach out to just based on the depth perception of what I was seeing and there's other things that come through as well um, sometimes there's you know, darker tunnels. And, you know, I saw her kind of crawling out almost as if she was embodying a spider. Sorry, I know your daughter doesn't like those. Um, <laughs> my daughter's afraid of spiders. Yeah, just pretend that um, <laughs> not yes. my feet you're talking about. <laughs> and so um, I saw her kind of coming out of this tunnel and reaching and approaching this light as if, you know, she was overcoming something or something from her past that was maybe darker. And she was on the process of making her way into finding this clarity or this light. And this is an important part of my process that if I do see anything, you know, darker, what feels like negativity, um, you know, people are always afraid, oh, my energy portrait's just gonna be black. You know, <laughs> no, I never paint that. Even if there's pieces of our life that's darker or heavier, I am painting with the infusion of healing and compassion. So yeah. I bring light to those moments because, you know, even though that's where we've been or maybe where we're at, that's not always where we're going. And so for your, the energy portrait also being a gift to you, you know, I want you to see that encouragement and that beauty that's coming. So yeah. Those are just some different things um, that come through. And then when I finish painting, we hop on a video chat uh, through Zoom or whatever video chat service is best. And I show I showed Laura her painting and then we talked about it. I explained my process and uh, allowed her a chance to comment as well on how yeah. it's beautiful. It was, it was just amazing. And just some of those things, it 
it made sense some things I went away and thought about maybe you know it's just amazing so that whole idea of being in the tunnel that I for me I was thinking that's um the spiritual path and just all the learnings and and just getting through working through all the stuff that you know is going to help me support other people through coaching when I get to the other end and when I have all this knowledge and so on and um what else did we speak about there yeah, the lotus flower very much associated with yoga um as well which was really interesting so I don't think you actually knew much about me or anything before we started no, no I never look anybody up I usually just ask for a name and a photo because I want it to be as pure as possible so even if I do get you know an email or more information I just purposely don't look anything up when we start our sessions I don't want to know anything about you like I want whatever comes through to just be uh, genuine and authentic and um, yeah. it's important for my process that you know I can still do it for people that I know well and that there's still things that come through but especially for meeting someone for the first time people think that we're going to talk about things and then I'm going to paint where it's actually the reverse and we see what's coming through and maybe um, weighing a little bit heavier yeah absolutely it was, it was just so helpful and just that you could feel that you mentioned I remember you said going down rabbit holes which sometimes like you're maybe going down rabbit holes and like oh all the time <laughs> like learning things and research I'll go off on tangents and then one thing <laughs> to another and I thought yeah you, you've just got this nailed <laughs> it was just an incredible experience and something else as well um you mentioned at the beginning how it doesn't matter what the the client's doing uh you're, you're still able to connect with that soul energy and I had been um trying my best to have peace and quiet at home <laughs> doing all right I'm going to do some meditation practice I just want to be on my own but best laid plans didn't quite turn out that way it was <laughs> dinner time at my end the dog's barking kids are making a noise I was losing my temper <laughs> <laughs> oh no my my painting's just going to be full of zigzaggy angry life <laughs> but not at all not at all you don't you didn't feel any of that from me so that that was a comfort <laughs> yes it, it's more the energy piece comes into a play when I'm seeing the imagery and what energy is attached to that so it's not always how you're feeling in that present moment but what's going on deeper inside and I love that you called it soul energy I think that's a beautiful description for it yeah it, it really is so you're sort of branching out even more aren't you so do you want to share what you've got coming up next because this sounds really exciting yes so I am expanding um, my business a little bit by creating a new program which will be launching in May and it is called grieving forward with art and the concept of this program is to help individuals move through their grief um, after experiencing the loss of a loved one. Uh, I'll be providing tools to help them cope while they create a progressive painting. And a progressive painting means that, um, you know, the program will be split over three sessions and the client will be adding to their painting a little bit each session. And the sessions are focused on different aspects of grief and a little bit about my background as to why I wanted to start this program is that I've experienced a lot of loss in my life. Um, 
I lost about 19 people by the age of 28, um, been to about 12 funerals by the time I was 25. And so I've just had a lot of experience with loss in my life and wanted to do something to help people through it from a, the perspective of someone who's been in a lot of different roles with loss. So like we mentioned earlier, um, my mother passed away. So I've come from the place of being a daughter who's experienced loss. I've also been, you know, a niece, a friend, a cousin, you know, a friend of a friend helping someone else go through loss. I've been, you know, the grandchild. So I've had a lot of different perspective with grief. And over time, I've learned what really helps me get through it. And art has been a big piece of that as well. So using art in this program was really important to me. And then I also have an arts um, and art therapeutics life coach certification. So I'll be incorporating the skills I've learned from that into this program as well. So it's, um, it's a different type of program. You know, not everyone resonates with talk therapy. Um, it's different from art therapy because I'm not a licensed therapist. So it's not about treating or diagnosing or going, you know, deep into the past. Um, and there's only so many articles you can read online about, you know, grieving and how to feel better and only so many walks outside you can take to boost your mood. So this program is really meant to offer another outlet for people. Um, and those who are creative as well to cope with their grief. Uh, we dive into, uh, like I said, different topics each session. So the first one is all about raw emotion and, you know, let's express everything you felt since your loss. And a big piece of this is actually going to incorporate finger painting and getting your hands messy and into the pain and creating, you know, adding these colors and smearing the paint around and really just releasing those emotions into the paint uh, without being concerned on what it looks like in the end. You know, I'll teach a little bit about color theory so that you don't combine two colors that make up brown, you know, you don't have to worry about that. Um, you know, and then also just a place if you, um, if a client wants to talk about what they've been through there, I hold that space for them, or if they want it just to be about, you know, getting their hands in the paint and creating something. Um, this is part of that process. Um, in the second session, it's about understanding control and what we have control in our life and what we don't have control over. And this one is more about incorporating a small exercise and also contributing to the painting again um, and realizing, you know, we don't have control over the past or maybe the cause of our loved one's death. But an example of what we do have control over is our outlets. You know, how do we want to cope with our grief? You know, do you want to do art? Do you want to do my program? Do you want to talk to a therapist? Do you want to, um, you know, pick up a new hobby? Maybe that your loved one enjoyed and maybe that's the way you connect with them. And while also talking about what are more unhealthy outlets, you know, if we throw ourselves too much into a particular um, vice or into work or into fitness and finding a balance there. So this is where those, um, you know, uh, life coaching skills come through and how, you know, we can 
move forward with our grief. And that concept is um, not naive. I know that grief can be very cyclical and that there are days where we feel like, you know, we can't do anything. We're not motivated and we're just not in that right mindset. And the concept of grieving forward with art is giving um, a person tools to take five steps forward, even if they take one step back, you know, and another couple steps forward and maybe another step back where you're still moving forward because you're not taking five steps forward, 10 steps back, you know, where the idea is not to go back into that deep, dark place, but to have the tools so that you don't find yourself in that dark place again. And if you see yourself going there, you know how to come out of it. So that's where the name um, grieving forward with art is coming into play and really yeah. important. I think it just sounds beautiful. So original as well. I'm not aware of anything else like this. Did you do a lot of research or is this just something that came to you, you know, knowing that you are a very intuitive person? Is that this was like a download that this was your next? Yes. Uh, or I don't know. Yes, exactly. So this definitely was um, a way to connect with others um, who are experiencing grief because I actually found in energy portraits, um, sometimes um, loved ones who've passed away will come up in these portraits and that will be a harder um, topic for somebody. And I wanted to help them beyond just the energy portrait session. And I thought, you know, grief affects a lot of people. So for those who aren't, you know, maybe as spiritual, this could be something um, else to explore with me. Yeah. And you never know how you're going to respond to grief. And like you say, it's up and down, good days, challenging days. So yeah, I, I love how you've tailored your package and how that you know you've grouped it into different sessions and you revisit the original work that you start to produce because of course it's not you creating this painting this time is it you're right it's the um, it's the client that's creating the painting and with my art background I give them you know the skills and techniques to paint it so that they can be you know proud of how it looks and because it is a progressive painting at the end of our third session they can see their journey through um, their grief. And it also serve as a reminder when they look at it to um, honor their grief and also honor their loved one and how they were meaningful in their life. And the program just, I've been very patient with it because different pieces have come to me at different times. I, that intuitive side definitely speaks loud where I, you know, I did the certification, the art therapeutics life coach certification program, but I didn't want to just replicate that onto mm -hmm. someone else. I wanted to incorporate my background and my experience with grief and help others who, you know, whether it's, you know, the first time they've lost someone, whether it was close to them or not close to them, um, nor if they've lost a lot of people and they just don't know where to go or they're feeling stuck, I can offer what I've learned with yeah. also a certification as well, you know, incorporating that education and then using art as an outlet to be creative and have more of that visual piece that is missing um, sometimes in other um, outlets or ways to 
grieve and heal. Yeah, I was just going to say, I love the name grieving forward. I think that's just, it says exactly what it is. And that idea of it being so therapeutic, you another way to release everything that's inside you. You can vocalize, you can be lost in your thoughts, you could be journaling, but this is just something else that sounds incredible. What a wonderful way to let go. Yes. Yeah, it's a way to let go and also just help process. Yes. Um, you know, in a in a different environment. And you know, and you can you know, I can share my personal experience, or if, you know, that's not what's desired by the client, then I don't need to share my personal experience. I can still speak to um, coping tools without diving into mine. But if um, I do share, sometimes people like that connection of knowing that I've been through it as well. Um, Absolutely. I was just going to say that that's what's so beautiful is that this is your story. You know, mm -hmm. you have experienced this, you know, the different like you said, the different uh, ways of experiencing grief from a different perspective um, through, through your loss. And you are the right person to deliver something like this. You really are because you've been through it. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, it's part of that concept of um, giving purpose to your pain. And so wanting to, me wanting to help others because I've been there and I've been through it. And I know I'm not going to share, you know, the same perspective as everybody's situation. I believe we're all unique. And I think a huge part is acknowledging that. And a big piece for me is to never compare my grief to someone else's and to never say mine's worse than yours or mine's easier than yours because every person is unique and their relationship to the person they lost is going to be completely different from your relationship or, you know, another person's relationship. And I think that that's just so important yeah. uh, generally to understand because sometimes it's easy to compare and say, oh, you know, at least it was quick or, you know, at least you had more time if it was slow, you know, and when people hear that, it's not always comforting. It's hard. It's like, you know, there's just, there's a lack of understanding there sometimes. So that um, second session about understanding control is definitely a big one where we kind of dive into those topics a little bit more and understand, you know, maybe what to say when someone says something like that. And when you decide to use your control over what you want to say, if you choose to educate the person or let that one go, like, you know, sometimes you can feel so lost after loss and feel like you don't have control over anything. So that um, that piece is definitely a big part of it and feeling like you're regaining um, some control. In yeah. Well, you've got such a beautiful soul and I'm sure anyone listening can hear that through your voice, that you're such a warm, kind, loving person and can't think of anyone better to, to support people in this way. And I wish you so much. Um, not you don't need luck I'm not going to say luck I just wish you all the love and best wishes you can for your new venture because I think it's mm -hmm. going to help so many people what a gift yes that's that's the idea is just to help others with compassion in a in a different way you know I, I feel like my business is about just unique experiences indeed and they, they are so unique so I guess you're just, I, I think from your character, you're just very much in the flow and just working with whatever feels good 
to you in the moment. So will you still be doing other um, energy portraits? Or are you focusing on this? How, how do you see the, the path evolving? So I'll be doing both. Um, it's just uh, almost like adding another service to my business where you can do energy portrait sessions with me or you can do breathing forward with art sessions with me. And then I also still do custom art. I haven't totally um, pulled away from my own painting and originals. Um, the photography side is slowing down a little bit. Um, but as far as art and photography prints go, um, I definitely still I'm open to commissions for paintings if you like my style and want something a little bit different. Um, you know, I videotape the process too, so it's always fun to see how the painting develops. Yeah, I love the sign of that. That's <laughs> yeah, so world, those three aspects. <laughs> when the world opens up a bit more, perhaps you'll get traveling and you'll get that camera out again and the photography side and you might be excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, during these times, I've just learned to adjust and also feel the new things that come out. So. Well, that's it. Absolutely. <laughs> that stillness and that, that, you know, situations allowed for other other things to come in. So it's, mm -hmm. it's been good for you, which is great. <laughs> so if anyone wants to get in touch with you, um, what's the best thing to do? You've got your website, haven't you? Yes, it's www.sensitivesoulfinearts.com. Um, soul as an S-O-U-L. Sometimes people do like the foot soul, S-O-L-E. <laughs> or, yeah. So yeah. just make sure you have the right sensitive soul fine arts, and it is plural, so A-R-T-S. Um, you can also reach me on Facebook and on Instagram, and I also have an email address, which is Cassandra at sensitivesoulfinearts.com. So there's a few different ways to reach out to me, and you can always express interest or book your session on the spot. Amazing. Well, this has been so interesting, and I've loved having a chat with you and, and finding out more about you because I was very interested at the time when I was asking you questions and things and I thought oh I just have to have you on the podcast <laughs> oh, that was so sweet I appreciate you and for inviting me and I oh, just you're so uh, welcome I just <laughs> want to share your work and let other people have the opportunity to, to hear from you and um, hopefully some new clients in the pipeline for you too Yes, that would be amazing. I'm here to help. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. That's been amazing. And all the best with your work in the future. Thank you so much, Laura. I appreciate it. Well, that's all for this episode and this current series of the podcast. I'm wrapping up here. I didn't quite cover all the topics I'd planned to in this series, but Life is an interesting way of steering you in the direction you're meant to go. I'll be back again with new episodes in the not-too-distant future, but in the meantime, let's stay connected. You'll find me on Facebook at Laura Loves Yoga and on Instagram at laura.loves.yoga. Thanks so much for listening. I'd love to hear your feedback, so do reach out. But until next time, namaste.